0: TalkZone.com
2: Welcome to the Two Guys in a Mic Show talk TalkZone.com. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Pre-Thanksgiving special show. We will be uh, off, at least as far as a live show, both tomorrow and Friday. So it's our final live show of the Thanksgiving season. We'll be back at you live, the big dog and the coach, on Monday. We appreciate everybody joining us today and hope you are set for an outstanding Thanksgiving weekend. A lot of people would say their favorite holiday because it doesn't have all the, uh, you know, the requirements of gifts and cards and all the festivities. It's pretty much more of a homestead holiday, and I would be one of those people that would agree with that theory. Thanksgiving, actually, my favorite holiday. Uh, And again, welcome. TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic. Play the music. Outstanding theme song here. The uh, Sounded like a Start and Hutch theme song gone bad. Little bit. A little bit. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. I'm flying solo today, folks. So uh it's never a good thing when I fly solo. So please jump into the co pilot seat at any time during our fifty seven minute and thirty second second thirty-six second excursion. However, uh David, I did check the wind gusts. We are heading into a tailwind, so it is possible today's show scheduled for fifty seven minutes and thirty six seconds. Uh it might increase because of the uh the tailwind that we're heading into. I and mean, we might go 58 minutes today.
0: That's impressive science.
2: <laughs> Thank you very much. Speaking of uh, up in the air, speaking of birds up in the air, I don't know if it. is. I'm going to sue somebody. I just have to figure out who, because I don't. it might have been the talk zone parking lot yesterday. It might have been in my driveway, in which case I'll sue myself. Uh It might have been, I don't know, at a local Target store. I think I stopped in yesterday, maybe. I don't know where, but I got attacked. Literally attacked by the bird dropping. My car. Not me, my car. And you know how sometimes you'll come out and you see your car, it's got like one or two. I mean, this was, this was the Hiroshima of bird droppings. This was the 9-11. It must have been like a flock that just circled around. I mean, the car is absolutely in it. I don't want to get too graphic because we are America's number one breakfast show as long as you're not eating breakfast, but, uh, yeah, I got to sue somebody. It would absolute attack. And my car is white, so of course all the stains will show. Mm. Thank you very much. I
0: don't you know, we used to have a problem with that out in the parking lot before all the trees died. Okay. I don't know if you noticed that but like all the hear, tre- all, yeah, about- all, all the trees that were like surrounding our, you know, luxurious parking lot uh-huh. all died and were chopped down. So I used to used to get bombarded quite a bit because you know, I used to park mm-hmm. under the trees for the shade.
2: Okay. But not, not just like a single. When you say bombarded, I mean, you got like attacked. I've never been attacked. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like this. Yeah. It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, you know, it works great for that. And you should keep it, uh, keep it in the trunk of your car. Uh, the, uh, spray on wax that comes really? in the bottles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's usually, a wax as you dry product. Mm-hmm. You yeah, after you wash your car, you spray it down as you wipe it down. Mm-hmm. But that stuff's great for removing bird droppings. Cause if you leave that on your car, it can damage your paint. Yes. Yes, that's why we'll
2: be looking for a good car wash immediately after the show. I got a busy schedule today. Now I got to take twenty minutes out to uh see if I can get rid of the bird droppings, and probably it'll cost me twenty bucks.
0: Thank you very New much. New place sir. just opened on uh, uh, just north of here on Waukegan Road. Another one. Yep. Yep. Right, 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 the right up the street. How many
2: car wash places do we need? I mean, there, there's already about like four or five in the immediate radius around here that I know I pass up on a regular basis. I don't regularly use them. Taylor shops. Laundry laundry, and tailor I can't believe there's that many of them open. Uh, here's another one that I can't understand how many of these are open, and that's nail. Nails.
0: Oh, nail salons are huge. They're everywhere. Yeah.
2: Like, how can you – in the town of Glenview alone, a town of like 30,000 people, there must be like four or five salon-nail shops. How many people actually get their nails done?
0: And have you ever noticed how late they stay open? Interesting. So maybe they're doing more than nails. I I don't know. Like for, for example in uh where I live in the town of Park Ridge there's a nail shop right next to the local Lu Melnatis. Uh-huh. We you know get pizza there quite often on Saturday nights and I go pick it up about 8:30 and nail shop's mm-hmm. still open.
2: It's a little bothersome when the deep uh-huh. cheese and sausage pizza has a little nail polish smell to it though.
0: Not good for business. They put a ton of garlic on Malnati, so that like kind of you know, drowns it out, both the smell and the you know lingering oh, aftertaste goodness. of the acetone.
2: So. Goodness! By the way, I had an outstanding order of garlic fries at Fred Hut's about a week ago. We actually brought it home. The uh, the leftovers of it, my my uh, younger son almost threw up. He's I think he's like allergic to garlic. But he had, he had, he could not stand the smell of it. Boy, if you're into good garlic fries and you live in the Chicago area, highly recommend Fred Hotz of Glenview in, on Chestnut. Outstanding. A little greasy. A little greasy, but heavy on the garlic flavor. But more importantly, I'm still, I'm not letting those birds go by because I've got a couple people. I got a couple people working on it, David Olson, and like CSI, uh, you know, investigative or any of those other detective shows, uh, we're working on it. We will find. That flock of birds or whoever, I I almost think it's like high school kids. Maybe it's like a bird dropping gun that just attacked my car. Maybe it's the car wash places that are releasing the flocks Ah, of birds. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Another one opened up. Competition. Need for business. Suddenly the birds are uh, having a little uh, colonostomy situation. Coincidence or not? I like that i got to call my detectives on our first break and let them know that could be another lead. That could be another lead. But at any rate, we'll talk some sports here, sports and more. The two guys at a mic show. Again, I'm flying solo today, so you want to strap it in and be the co-pilot, feel free to do so. We highly encourage it, 888-463-6748. If you don't uh, call me and talk sports, we'll probably get into more bird-dropping topics or things like that. So how's that? It's almost like a threat to the listeners, David. I like that. 888-463-6748. 888 463 A lot of sports action yesterday. What a football weekend we got coming up. I looked at some of the college football games. And I think the big dog is going to be checking in, making the Beat the Schmoes football pick. I can't get in to Beat the Schmoes, uh, today. I'm just not in the mode for that. So we're going to temporarily take it off. You want to, you know, email in your Beat the Schmoes football picks. If you're totally into football, you need to get your Beat the Schmoes, uh, uh, Fix, if you will, for the Thanksgiving weekend. Feel free to email us, Mike, two guys at AOL.com. You can give us a call. I'm not making my picks this week. I'm in the. I'm so used to Fridays. I got to stick with the, um, the consistency of Friday. Okay, David. I, I don't know if you got picks ready or are we, are we good for taking a week off because of Thanksgiving
0: yeah it's fine. I was just calling up the point spreads right now, so I can right, feel pick,
2: free so. all right David Olson getting the urge. he's a brand new beat the schmower i'm a I'm a little bit uh a veteran beat the schmower. I'm a little more sorted, a little more chided in my uh opinions at it, so maybe I don't want to ruin the enthusiasm of a brand new beat the schmower david. I'll leave it up to you if you want to make your picks before we leave. Feel free to do so, and uh, you can come out of Thanksgiving with yet another one and two weeks. keep the consistency the same. 888-463-6748 is the phone number again. And boy, there are some outstanding college football games. I and mean, this is one of the better weekends of the season. Some of them are on Thursday. Not much. Not much on Thursday. Not, uh, uh, David, you had mentioned the NFL games you weren't too excited about on Thursday. I think those are pretty good games, but the college slate. Yeah. You know, what do you got? Texas, Texas AM cup weather game. Not much. Not much. Friday and Saturday loaded. Loaded. I mean, you got, in the Big Ten alone out here in the Midwest, Northwestern at Wisconsin, Michigan taking on Ohio State. One of the grandest rivalries of all. Not a lot of buzz on that game this year because Michigan's been slipping a little bit, but uh, it's an interesting matchup. Yeah, in one case, it's, it's, it's interesting for Michigan because it's probably the uh, coach his career is riding on it and missed the pride of Michigan. They've lost Ohio State, what, six of the last seven times? I think it's like four in a row. So you know the Michigan Wolverine, nothing to lose. It's been a tough year for them. They're going to come out all guns a blazing. Ohio State's going to be on the defensive a little bit that hopefully Jim Trussell, if he's the Ohio State coach, I would take a different approach, sort of like, um, uh, I think it's Mike Sashevsky. Big dog brings this up all the time when Mike Sashevsky was asked about, um, uh, uh Winning another championship this year or defending a championship in the philosophy is no, you're not defending anything from last year. We're going out and trying to win another one, a very subtle but very significant difference in your mindset. If I'm Ohio State, I'm not talking about the fact, Hey, we got to keep our winning streak alive. We got to defend our winning streak. Forget about what happened the last four or five years. We want to beat Michigan. One of the biggest games of the year. Let's go out and not play not to lose. Let's go out and play to win. On the other hand, I think Michigan's going to, uh, throw everything at him, trick plays, blitzes on defense. They might as well blitz because the Michigan defense hadn't stopped anybody this year. But it should be a pretty good matchup. But it's always fun to watch Denard Robinson of the Michigan Wolverines, their uh, electric quarterback. Notre Dame, USC. That's not bad. Not bad at all. Notre Dame, well, for USC, first of all, no bogey because of all their uh, suspensions, allegations. Restrictions. USC will not be playing in a bowl this year. This is, I think, their final game. So for USC playing Notre Dame, this is their bowl game. They're putting all, all the marbles into uh, one particular game here. This is their bowl game. They're going to put out a great effort. They're going to let it go. Notre Dame, two game winning streak. See if they can knock off USC, maybe salvage a little bit from an otherwise disastrous year. By the way, David Oden, you see their latest. We haven't talked about it. You know, one hour show. It's so hard to get to all the topics, but did you see the latest in Notre Dame's struggling season with the um, tragic case of the young lady that committed suicide? you read about that?
0: Yeah, I heard about that. She she had complained about being uh, sexually harassed mm-hmm. by a member of the football team. That's and then, the case. Yeah, and then yeah. ended up killing herself yep. a couple days later. Yep,
2: and kept, uh, depending on which story you read, kept a little bit quiet by the Notre Dame football program. And the kid whose name has not been disclosed, is still playing. Now, Maybe that's right. Maybe that's wrong. I don't even know all the details of it. All I do know is it's yet another controversy. And Brian Kelly is, uh, boy, when it rains, it pours. He's having a rough first year. Probably for Brian Kelly, he's going to look back in three or four years. I think he's a pretty darn good coach. He's recruiting good players. And unlike Charlie Weiss, he'll coach them up. So I do think they're going to be good down the road, and that road probably sooner than later. Um but he'll look down three, four years, and he'll say, boy, that first year was tough. All the things that happened the first year, and we're not going to go through everything, but obviously the uh, tragic case with the young man up in the uh, platform filming who tragically got killed a couple of weeks ago on top of it to a much, much lesser extent. Some of the losses they've had this year, including to Tulsa and Navy. So, uh you know, it's the old theory, what doesn't kill you? Makes you stronger. That's been our philosophy every time the quarterly ratings come out and we look at the ratings, big dogs ready to go out on a ledge or climb to the top of one of Chicago's many uh, tall buildings, and I have to inform them, hey, light at the end of the tunnel, my friend. Things will get better. What doesn't kill you will make you stronger. However, I will tell you, David, a couple more ratings like this, and I might be joining him on the long elevator ride. We might go out hand in hand. What better way to do it? Big dog in a car. I wonder who would land first. Probably the big dog, right?
0: If you jumped at the same time, yeah. you would land at the same time.
2: No, come
0: on. Yeah. Different weights, different body configurations. It's all it, well, it, the the <laughs> different body configurations might add a little bit a, a little bit of drag yes. to it, but yep. that's the way gravity works. Everything yep. falls at the same speed. Well, there's there's
2: two. Uh, I think gravity's overrated. Right? I never. I think science teachers. Uh, not sure. I totally believe in all the theories of gravity. I'm about 83% into the whole gravity thing. 70, 17% of it, I think is still questionable. Um, I will throw this out to the listeners now. Maybe we got some science people out there. So a lot of kids off of school today might be listening. The kids are smarter than we are on this. If me and the big dog both jumped again after, uh, I'm not ready to go yet, but a couple more quarterly ratings where we're still struggling. Now the big dog is heavier than me. He's a large guy. So you would think with his weight, he would drop faster. On the other hand, he's a little rounder. So there's some wind resistance. Me being a little bit taller and thinner, you'd think I would shoot down quick. So it's the weight versus the physics of my particular body. A Fascinating, fascinating topic.
0: <laughs> Aside from the wind drag, and, and assuming there is not, you would both fault the same velocity. Yeah. However... Uh, because of Big Dog, no, 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 but, but, because of Big Dog's greater mass, yes. he'd hit the ground harder. Well, that's for sure. He'd hit the, he'd hit the yeah. ground harder, cause, uh, as a, 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 the, with the gravity increases the mass. Interesting. And so, yeah, he'd hit the ground much, okay. much harder. That's why, you know, if you drop a bowling ball and a penny uh-huh. off of, off of a high tower, they're yeah. both going to fall at the same See, I velocity. I do But not. the bowling ball is going to hit the ground a lot harder because of the mass of the bowling
2: ball. You cannot tell me if I go to the 66th floor of one of Chicago's buildings and I drop a bowling ball and a penny. That the bowling well,
0: ball. Well, we'll say just, uh, just for the sake of science. So they're the same shape. You uh-huh. drop a bowling ball and a marble; they will fall at the same speed. What about a bowling ball
2: and a piece of paper?
0: Uh, different, because a piece of paper would float and catch the air. It wouldn't. It wouldn't drop straight down. Now, a crumbled up piece of paper and a bowling ball would fall. At the See, same that's velocity. where I, I don't believe that. that.
2: That's the 17% where I don't believe in gravity. You're talk, I roll up a little eight and a half like your program sheet you gave me here. If I crumpled it up as I typically do, and instead of throwing it out in the garbage over here. I actually take it with me, God forbid, and go to the not,
0: no but we're we're gonna take we're gonna take wind resistance out of okay, the equation. let's say it's
2: a non windy day,
0: yep, and I bust open a window on the sixty sixth floor drop
2: a bowling ball, and a one eight and a half eleven rolled up in a ball, piece of paper and drop them. you're telling me they will hit the ground at the same time yes, where does that not apply and again, any of our listeners uh fascinated by this topic, if you're still listening to the program first of all uh Thank you, because I'm not sure after, you know, going from bird droppings to gravity here. Uh, not quite sure where I'm, we're going, but uh, 888-463-6748, if you can help us out with this particular subject. David Olson, our producer, well read on the uh, particular topic. Where does this theory start? To, how about the 33rd floor? Same thing?
0: Yeah. Once again, you got to take, you got to take wind resistance out of I understand. Equation, Forget but, yeah.
2: about wind resistance.
0: Yeah. The, yeah, it, it doesn't matter the mass of the object you fall. So gravity affects everything the same. Everything will fall at the same. Well, rate. T- what about me standing up? I drop them both the same time. They're going to mm-hmm. land at the same time. I can come in there and demonstrate that with your coffee cup and that crumbled up piece of paper right now.
2: Yeah, we might do that. All right. So you're saying the answer is yes. Bowling ball, piece of paper. If I'm standing up, they're going to hit at the same time. Correct. So there's not a certain area where gravity takes effect. It doesn't matter how high you are
0: up. No, 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 no. I mean, would, where gravity comes into play, once again, is with the mass of the object. Mm-hmm. When it hits the ground, because the mass so, increases as all right. it falls. All right. Yeah, basically, basically due to the speed it is falling. Out. All
2: right. So David Olson, our well-read producer, breaking the trend of uh, radio producers everywhere, folks. This guy actually college-educated and uh, reasonably good-looking, too, so he's defined. Defying the theory of what a radio producer might be, um, informing us that all objects will hit at the exact same time. See, I think that's where, I think that's where science goes awry. I'm not quite sold on that. I got to double check that.
0: However, I, I, I do... now Just to clarify, I was horrible, horrible in physics in high school. Yeah. Horrible, but I do remember that. Uh-huh. Well, on the bright side, I
2: am happy that science will determine that if we do land at the same time. Joel is going to land harder, so if I could possibly reposition myself, maybe I could land on top of Joel, and after taking the leap, at least one of us will still be able to do the uh, radio program. At any rate, somehow we were talking about the great college football games. I think it had something to do with Notre Dame and their great fall, but we move on. Notre Dame at USC, pretty good game. Auburn taking on Alabama. This is all this weekend. Auburn and Alabama, outstanding game, the Auburn-Tiger Trying to play for their national championship game. I think I got this right. Auburn taking on Alabama. Read the paper this morning. I thought it was maybe coming up in a week or so. But we got that big game coming up this weekend. Cam Newton. All the controversy involving him. Alabama's lost a couple of games. You know they'd love nothing better than to get a little put-back game here against the Auburn Tiger. And it doesn't matter, quite frankly, what their records are. Auburn-Alabama is a event. I mean, it's un- I have never been down there, but I have heard it is unbelievable. We had our old radio producer, Kevin the Swamp Brad Haran. I think he went down one time to experience one of those games, and it is not to be believed. Different than anything we can do. You could talk of Michigan-Ohio State. You could talk about the big battles here, Wisconsin-Iowa, you know, a Notre Dame game, all phenomenal atmospheres. I don't mean to put them down, but it is different. And, again, I'm going third person here. This is what I have been, uh, what I have heard, what I have been told, and I truly believe it. It is different. It is part of the very DNA of the folks in Alabama. When Auburn plays Alabama, I mean, it is it just wraps everybody up. They're they're tailgating not three, four, five hours before the game. They're tailgating three, four, five days before the game. I don't know if they take school off. They might very well take school off. That week, of course, this is Thanksgiving week. They're going to get that off anyways. But, uh I mean, it's like a national holiday down there. Too much, to be honest with you. Way too much into a football guy. I mean, I'm all for the passion and the pageantry of college football, and I love the enthusiasm and the campuses, and it gives everybody some feel-good and some otherwise uh, miserable lives and tough times that we're going through. I'm all for that. It's one of the great things sports can do. But, boy, sometimes you can you can push that to the limit. The passion can go a little bit too far. The importance can get a little bit too much. But boy, I, I, I got to experience that once. Auburn Alabama. I got to go down there for one of those, and not just for a day. I got to spend a whole week down there and just see what the the feel is. But uh, should be a great game. Auburn Alabama. One of many great games we continue on How about Boise State at Nevada. They got one more game to prove to the country. They already proven to me. But one more game to prove to the experts, to the rest of the country, to the uh, – I don't know how you prove it to a computer, but they got to prove it to the computer, too. Nevada's not a bad football team. I already said Boise State by shellacking Fresno State last week. That was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. I am thoroughly, thoroughly convinced I want to see Boise State take on Oregon or Auburn. Not sure it's going to happen. That's what I want to see. But, obviously, if they slip up to Nevada, that's going to affect – um that particular scenario. So they need to win the game. And, again, if they win big, somebody should put Boise State in the national championship game. Kellen Moore and the boys. We continue on. LSU. LSU taking on Arkansas. Great game. A couple of top 25 teams. A couple of top 15 teams. I think Arkansas 12. LSU 6. I mean, that's an outstanding game. This is all this weekend. Unless uh, Ray the research guy is wrong. I met with Ray the research guy this morning. He gave me some of these games. I can't believe they're all this weekend. Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, I think, ranked number six or seven. Quietly. Quietly. The Cowboys having a phenomenal season. Oklahoma ranked number 12. Not much talk about this game. That should be a great football game. The obvious rivalry of Oklahoma taking on Oklahoma State as well. Arizona at Oregon. Oregon trying to hold on to their number one ranking. Arizona team certainly capable of deeing it up and at least making it an interesting, Florida, Florida State. Nobody talking about that one. Now, Florida has dropped off the uh, radar a little bit this year. Florida State's actually having a decent season in the first year without Bobby uh, Bowden. But uh, one of the great rivalries in all of college football, and I hardly even mentioned this weekend, Florida, Florida State, Michigan State University going to Penn State. I mean, this is all this weekend. What a great weekend of college football. Hopefully the big dog will check in, and he'll highlight some of those games as well. 888 463 Real quick before we go to a break, David Olson, did you see the news? Uh, Joe Paterna has signed on for one more year.
0: He's going to die in the sidelines, Coach. Yeah. You say that with a smile on your face. I'm not if, saying that with a smile. I'm saying that's that's what's going to happen. Or he's yeah. going to die in his die in his office reviewing game film.
2: Yeah, he, he, he is.
0: He's yeah. going to be like a Supreme Court justice. Yep. He's going to coach Penn State until he dies. He's
2: a lifer. He is a lifer. Now he's he's only going one year contract at a time. They didn't sign him for like a seven year extension, thank goodness. But he is signed on for next year. Eighty three years old, so he'll be. 84 in coaching college football. You gotta love Joe Paterno in Penn State. Alright, we'll take a quick break. Talk some NFL football. We got other stuff going on. Big dog. Hopefully you're gonna check him, but our phone lines are open, folks. Dial it up. You wanna check in. It's a pre-Thanksgiving special here on the two guys in a mic show. Talkzone.com. 888-463-6748. Back in a minute. Talkzone.com.
1: Are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call eight 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 Go for It. Once again, here's the coach, John Cone.
2: All right, welcome back, TalkZone.com. It is the coach flying solo today, and we're uh, right with you up until eleven o'clock. So glad you could join us. Pre-Thanksgiving special. A lot of people getting the. Uh, Day off today that is outstanding. And again, our favorite holiday, Thanksgiving, not just Thanksgiving day, the entire Thanksgiving weekend. The only depressing part about it is you got to start thinking about, uh, holiday presents and Christmas cards and all that good stuff. I took, I basically, my kids still talk about it. They're mad at me. I, I took Christmas off last year, basically, David. That's the only way I can describe it. I got so burned out. It comes too often.
0: I don't, it comes once a year, coach.
2: I understand that. And I don't mean to be the Grinch. I don't want to ruin other people's. I'm just telling you how I feel. Big fan of Christmas. Love the holiday spirit. All that kinds of good stuff. It comes too often. Once a year is way too often. I've said this before. It should be like the Olympics. Once every four years, then the holiday season would truly be special. Anybody out there have that same feeling again? I, and I love it. I love the whole decoration thing, sending out the cards. The, what I like most about it is the holiday spirit, where people seem to, you know, greet each other, strangers, and there's kind of a certain holiday spirit. And all of a sudden, Christmas is over, the New Year's over, we hit January and February, and we're all like tall, dark strangers to each other. Nobody talks. So I kind of like that about the holiday season. Everybody's a little more outgoing and friendly, more smiles on the faces. Remember, there's no such things as strangers, just friends you haven't met. Thank you very much. So I like all that. It's just too often. And maybe it's the fact that I'm getting older. Time, time goes quicker, but I can't get psyched up for. So I basically took last year off. Yes, David.
0: Retailers across the country would, uh, disagree uh, with that
2: completely. Retailers across America can, uh, take a long walk on an extremely shortened pier. Way too much retail. You know, I appreciate the people got so People buy too many things. Stop buying things. I know that may sound un-American, but it's not. Too much buying things, too much materialism. There is a thing in the Tribune today. I wish I had it in front of me. i got the sports page. In the front page, and I'm going to forget the name. Oh, this is really unique. And maybe you can even check it out on the website, David. RedefineChristmas.org. Full page ad. And I'm sure they did it in other uh, newspapers across America. Anybody that saw this, uh, give me a call. 888-463-6748. RedefineChristmas.org. Instead of buying presents for each other, exchange gift cards that can be used for one's favorite charity. So that the Christmas season, the theory behind this organization, I plan to look up on the website and I plan to... uh, be a a card-carrying member. I like it already, as long as I can assume it's legitimate. By the way, you can't, as I get sidetracked, you can't check with the Better Business Bureau anymore. Do you read about that controversy? See, I'm ahead of our current events guy, David Olson. A little controversy, last couple days, with the Better Business Bureau, and the Better Business Bureau, not so better.
0: Well, I always always thought the Better Business Bureau was just kind of... You you paid something and then they you, they recommend you. That's so it's yeah. uh, it's meaningless.
2: Yes, that's pretty much it. I don't think it went the route of crooked, but yeah, meaningless. And there was even a little sh- I won't say crooked, a little shadiness they uncovered. So I think they fired the guy. They're restructuring the Better Business Bureau, and so that you can't even go to them anymore. But um um. Yeah, check it out. RedefineChristmas.org. And I don't know all the theories of it. I just saw the full page ad today, but that's, that's what I'm talking about. Forget the retail store. Stop buying things. Let's exchange gifts where we're given to people that are needy. There's a Christmas spirit. That I could get into once a year. I hate, I hate going shopping. It's one of the worst experiences. Obviously you get health problems and stuff like that. It doesn't compare, but For me to go shopping, looking for a present when I don't know what I'm looking for, truly, one of my most
0: hated experiences. I am going to Toys R Us tomorrow night to buy for the kids. To buy for the kids, yeah, yeah. Well, to to finish up for the kids, I should say, because my wife and I, and this happens every year, we like stay ahead of the curve, and Mm -hmm. you know, we jump on and we get we get (laughs) things right when they start putting them on sale, Uh but then invariably. Black Friday comes, and then, like, what we've bought already is on sale for half of what we paid for it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, 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 I'm going back there to, like, basically return and rebuy a bunch of items because mm-hmm. they're selling them for half price. And then they're, you know, the big doorbusters that are like, you know, it's actually worth going.
2: Thank goodness um, my so. Toys R Us days are, are done. At least I hope. Tell him a grandpa. As a grandpa, I can handle that. But at any rate, uh, yeah. Christmas spirit, you know, this this year, after taking last year off, I basically no cards, no celebration, didn't buy any presents, took last year off, so I'm back this year, bigger than better than ever. I highly recommend it to everybody out there. Try Christmas once every two years. Trust me, you'll like it. Out to the phone lines we go. By the way, I got if I can relay something from a TV show I watched regarding presents. I want to get to that a really really sentimental cool ending to a. uh to a series that I've been watching. But out to the phone lines we go. Checking in line number 43. He dialed up 888-463-6748. And you can, too. It's caller
1: Jim checking in. Jimmy! Hello, Coach. Happy holidays, buddy.
2: Right back at you, Jimmy. I love Thanksgiving. You all set to uh put on a few pounds tomorrow?
1: Probably. Probably. I got a 22-pound bird for four of us. 22
2: so. for four? And here's the age-old question, you know, Dave, I don't know if you heard our fascinating talk on gravity earlier in the show, uh Jimmy. If, all right, David, you eat a one-pound hamburger, half a pound hamburger, and you immediately get on the scale, are you now a half a pound heavier?
0: Depends. Is it, you know, is it a half-pound pre-cooked weight or... A post-cook weight, because a lot of these places, when they say, oh, it's a full-pound burger, right it's a full-pound when they put it on the grill. Uh, let's
2: say and it's then, a three-quarter pound when they put it on the grill. It's now
0: half-pound
2: when you eat it. You eat it real quick, you get on the scale. Have you have you gained a half a pound?
0: Probably a little bit more than that, because if you get the bun into it and the condiments. And ah. so, so, yeah, absolutely, yeah.
2: Jimmy, would you uh, agree with the science expertise of a David Olson or long-time eating guy like yourself, would you Take option with that.
1: I would assume that that would be a temporary weight gain, coach.
2: Well, we know that. <laughs> but but so you eat a half a pound of meat, you get on the scale and you're you're definitely a half a pound heavier right away.
1: Without a doubt, drink a gallon what? of beer, you gain eight pounds if you don't go to the bathroom.
2: I don't know. Without a doubt, not sure. I'd say without a doubt. Doesn't the salivary glands start breaking the food down at some point?
0: What, what what's with you and the anti-science today, coach? <laughs>
2: oh what better day to be anti-science than on thanksgiving all right jimmy you didn't call up about that you got some uh, sports on your mind or what can we do to help you out my friend
1: oh i was thinking that we've still got michael vick to contend with but our fast defense hopefully Uh uh he doesn't have such an exciting day hopefully he's a little nervous back there what do you think?
2: Um, you know, as a sports fan, I forget about the fact I'm a Bears fan and, you know, worried about Michael Vick beating my team. More importantly, as a sports fan that likes to watch interesting challenges, I'm, uh, I'm anxiously awaiting to see how the Bears defense and the Philadelphia Eagle offense led by Michael Vick, I think it's a good matchup, uh, without getting too philosophical. That's what sports is all about, watching a great defense, a great offense versus a great defense.
1: Joel was mentioning that yesterday that, uh, with the Bears' speedy defense, that he thought it was a good matchup. And uh, I'm hoping it is. Mm-hmm. I'm really hoping it is. I'd like to see some more good offense out of us, too.
2: See, I still worry about the cover, too. Um, the old Michael Vick. The old Michael Vick would, you know, take a look at his primary receiver. And if that guy was covered, you know, he would try to make shift or take off and run. But the new and improved. Michael Vick, Jimmy, seems to be able to find a little more, he's a little more subtle, a little more uh, uh cerebral would be the word, able to find those second and third receivers. You watch the Bear defense enough to know that even though we played pretty good this year, quarterbacks, if they take their time and get protection, you can throw underneath the deep guy over the short guy. That cover, two has weaknesses and the more mature Michael Vick might just be able to take advantage of those weaknesses.
1: It's entirely possible that's been going on all season uh that is definitely a weakness that if somebody's spying on Vic, you don't know that he's going to have the time to find that receiver that's the thing
2: yeah you know? and teams have used the spy before but i don't know one spy can't do it right i mean you all right brian urlacher you spy michael vick great as fast as brian urlacher is he can't if when michael vick takes off you can spy all you want he can't catch michael vick
1: yeah, and it's kind of hard for the front four to be trying to get into the backfield and watching a quarterback at the same time. Well, and you bring you
2: you bring up the ultimate quandary, and I think what you what what you have to do it's uh, you know give a little, take a little. I think you have to give a little in your pass rush. Let Michael Vick have a little bit more time, and this is what every defensive coordinator the quandary you run into. But I think when you rush your ends, Jimmy, you got to contain. That's the only is, you got to keep Michael Vick in the pocket, and then your shadow guy, or what did you call him? You, the, the um, spy.
1: huh? The spy. The Bears yeah, used to have a the spy, spy the, the
2: rover, the shadow guy. If you keep him contained, then you got a chance. So I think the defensive ends, Israel, Israeli Adanaj and um, Julius Peppers, are going to have to sacrifice a little bit of the freedom and creativeness of their rush and going to have to go contain against Michael Vick.
1: Well, we're going to know when the game starts what the defensive. Plan is going to be mm-hmm. for the Bears. Containment is a good idea, but I think they need to mix it up and once in a while blitz this kid. You know, yep. they got to blitz them. They, yep. You can't do the same thing all the time. They've got to mix that cover two in with some zone. You know, just straight zone. Um, maybe some man.
2: Yeah, Take that, a that's on the
1: man, and you know, send an extra guy in.
2: Uh-huh. I agree um, with you. That that's but one of the complaints, has it not, of the Bear defense, Lovey Smith and company. In past years, and even early this season, is that you know there's talent there, but they're too predictable.
1: Yeah, if if the offense knows what's coming, yeah, you know you got to be able to disguise it a little bit and mm-hmm. mix it up. And if you take some chances, maybe you get the benefit. I don't want to see a deep one go mm-hmm. because that gives too much confidence that our offense and our quarterback. I we need to see him in trouble. I, I want to see him in trouble early, actually. Mm-hmm.
2: Third down defense is always a, a key, and that's been a bear bugaboo um, in previous years, and even a little bit early in the season. Not so much the last two or three games, but the bear defense would come up with pretty good stops, or stats rather, and some pretty good stops on first and second down. But uh, a lot of times, the last couple years, again, it's the predictable cover two. You know, third and eight, other team passes for 10 yards. Third and 14. And they complete a 16-yarder. That partly, Jim, is because of the predictability. Hopefully, they can change that up against a little bit against the Eagles.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, there, Coach. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, what, what's your festivities for the weekend? I'm going to be missing you for a couple days. You're running reruns. Uh, you're going to be eating yeah. good tomorrow.
2: Our reruns, by the way, are tremendous. I, <laughs> I would. Argue, I don't know about our live show, but I would put our rerun shows against any rerun shows out there, Jimmy. Matter of fact, me and Joel sound better, I think, in reruns than we do live.
1: Is that because people are drinking more in the afternoon when they're uh, listening sh- to reruns? Don't or?
2: don't give the secrets away,
1: please.
2: <laughs> uh, tomorrow I'm doing double duty. Are you really? I've been in training for a couple of days now, doing double duty. I got, we got, we're hosting one set of family, and then uh, we're hitting the road for about a 20-minute jaunt over to Thanksgiving dinner number two. And uh, I may not look at Jim. I may be a pretty thin guy. I have an extremely fast metabolism. Believe me. I eat, and I eat plenty. I will be able to handle the two meals tomorrow. Anxiously looking forward to it.
1: Well, I hope they're uh, as delectable as you're making them sound. If you're eating twice, it can't yep. be all bad.
2: No. And my mom's, uh, I'm a huge pumpkin pie fan. <coughs> got it. Sound, you know, as cliche as it sounds, you got to save room for the pumpkin pie. Big fan of the pumpkin pie.
1: I've got pumpkin cheesecake streusel. You know, my
2: wife brought pumpkin cheesecake.
1: Eh.
2: I mean, first of all, it's. This one's it's, good.
1: Huh? This one's good.
2: Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. You sound like a uh, guy that cooks up a lot of the stuff yourself. Are you going to be the primary cook in the kitchen, Jim, or do you let the wife take over on Thanksgiving?
1: Uh, not a chance, Coach. I'd be going out to the restaurant if I did that. It's got to be me cooking. <laughs> Just the way it is. I, I got to bring you guys something up there. And, you know, with the holidays coming, we got the mm-hmm. uh, Swedish glug coming around. Who? The Swedish glug. Don't you remember the stuff that puts the spirit of Christmas in your soul? No. You don't? Uh-uh. Remember the bottle you had in your fridge for a while that you said you find it up? Oh,
2: of... that stuff? What did you call it?
1: Swedish glug. Oh, brother.
2: Way back doing our old radio show, David, I was uh, semi-sick one day, fighting a cold or whatever, and Jim brought over some homemade concoction, which our general manager, Mark Pinsky was convinced was... he. Jim's a pretty shaky-looking guy. Doesn't know Jim that well. He was convinced that it was Jim's attempt to, to basically kill me. That this stuff could be poisonous. But uh, I don't know what was in there, Jim. But it cured a lot of ills.
1: It'll it'll tend to do that. It would have yes. put the spirit of Christmas in you last year, but yep. uh, we didn't get a chance to hook up. Yeah,
2: I won't. I don't think I, my concerns for colon cancer after drinking that stuff, Jim, are very little because I think that destroyed like two-thirds of my colon.
1: Well. Any bugs going to live in this stuff? Uh, you didn't have to pitch that bottle. It would have stayed fresh for years and years.
2: Yeah, I actually threw some of it away because I wasn't sure if it would stay fresh for years and years. All right, real quick before we go, Jimmy, we appreciate the call. Jimmy checked in. You can, 2-888-463-6748. We've covered bird droppings today. We've covered uh, the science of gravity or not. As I continue to be a disbeliever, we've gone over the college football games. we got to get to NFL football Jimmy, do you got a pick for this weekend, or do you want to make some Beat the Schmoes football picks?
1: You know, I think I'm going to email them in, Coach, after okay. I got hosed last week. <laughs> I got hosed, I mean.
2: By, by us or oh, by wow. the games?
1: Mi- Minnesota's defense quit on that game. Yes. They just quit. That was sad. And we needed that win. We we needed Green Bay to take a loss there, and they, they quit. Mm-hmm. Uh, hosed by half a point, New England and, uh, you know, and you warned me about that one, and I saw it was close, and that wasn't good, because mm-hmm. Dave Olsen picked the same thing. And uh, what the heck was the other one?
2: Yeah, well. It was
1: It was another debacle. I mean, I thought for sure Detroit was going to end that losing streak on the road, because they're right there. They're right at the cusp. They're in the game. They're in the game. Mm-hmm. They're ahead, and they can't maintain it for four quarters.
2: Sounds like a two, grand, two true gambler, Jim, is uh, suffering through three, three tough, tough losses, but... Um Jimmy, at least you made an attempt. And, you know, I will give you the same oath we do for Beat the Schmoes as we do for the Special uh, Olympics. Let me win. But if I cannot win, let me be brave in the attempt. You didn't win, my friend, but on Beat no, the Schmoes, sure. you were indeed brave in the attempt. Well. Have a great Thanksgiving. Okay, Jim.
1: Same to you, Coach. Take care, guys.
2: God bless you. There it is, Jimmy, checking in. You can too. Eight 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 four six three six seven four. One of our outstanding listeners. will be cooking all day today, and hopefully bringing us some leftovers at some point. By the way, leftovers are the best part of Thanksgiving. A Little cold turkey sandwich the next day. It's outstanding. My kids do not like leftovers.
0: Yeah. Well, it's yeah. They're good on Friday, possibly Saturday, but when you hit Sunday, Monday, it's like uh.
2: Yeah. Uh, I like
0: I like to push the uh, push the envelope when
2: it comes to leftovers. I'll. You know, a little green fungi starting to mold. I'll cut it down and, and eat the rest of it. I like to live on the edge. I'll go three, four days. You know, when the stuffing, when you have to cut the stuffing with a fork and a knife, that's that that comes about
0: the time too. Yeah, see, dude, we don't we don't have like the congealed stuffing. My uh, <laughs> no, my 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 mother-in-law makes this Italian stuffing. It's uh, rice, Italian sausage, and ground beef. Uh oh, good I- stuff. Not, not good, good for stuff.
2: Not good for my cholesterol.
0: Alright, we'll take a quick break. Uh, David Olson, our
2: producer, coach, flying solo today. We're expecting to hear from the big dog. Gonna make us beat the Schmoes football picks, but right now phone lines are open. You wanna check in. We'll talk a little NFL football when we come back and also, uh, NBA basketball. The Bulls and the Lakers last night. 888-463-6748, the phone number if you wanna join the show and it's thetalkzone.com. It's two guys, one mic today. One guy, one mic.
1: are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cone.
2: Hey, real quick, David, I mentioned um, we were talking about Christmas and gift-giving. We're jumping right over Thanksgiving into the Christmas season here, but pretty emotional scene. Very, very cool scene from uh, a series on Showtime I've been watching. It's called The Big C. Starring Laura Linney. I know you're not a big Laura Linney fan, but it's a real well-done show. She's a uh, 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 quiet, reserved school teacher married the typical, you know, suburban life. And she gets diagnosed with stage four cancer and basically throws caution to the wind, changes her personality, becomes much more wild and outgoing, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, at the end of season two, very, very sentiment, the entire half hour was really, really w- uh, cool and sentimental and well done. But one scene in particular, she finally tells the kid, her son, that she's got cancer, explains that she's going to try a, a more drastic treatment. Previous, she's been kind of blowing it off and just saying, Hey, I'm going to die and I'm going to live the next 12 months and have fun. And that's kind of the, it's a comedy show, basically. So she tells the kid, and a uh, uh, couple of days later, the husband takes her to the hospital. She's going to be in the hospital for five days. The kid is about 15, 16 years old, high school, sophomore, junior is uh, at the house by himself, notices an envelope in her, it goes in her purse and takes 20 bucks. That's kind of an ongoing joke throughout the show, but also notices a brown envelope that says, do not open until I die. Or it doesn't say die, after I'm gone. Don't open until after I'm gone. Of course, the kid is curious. He opens the envelope. It's a, a key to Bob's storage. He bicycles down the street, wherever it might be to, buy, uh, to Bob's storage, opens up the uh, garage door, and in there is a brand-new car and probably 40 or 50 beautifully wrapped presents strewn all over the storage area. On the back of the storage area is a picture of her and him. And he starts looking at all the presents, and it's he's 50, happy 16th birthday. Happy twentieth birthday, 2015. Congratulations on graduation. A marriage present, so she has bought in advance the birthday presents, the Christmas presents, all the the moments in his life. Very very cool moment. Very well done. It's on um, Showtime. It's called the Big C. If you got it on demand, you can check it out anytime. Real. Uh, Very well done show. TalkZone.com. Two guys in a mic. It's the coach flying solo here. Got a couple of minutes left. Again, we're going to be off tomorrow on Friday, but there will be a program. We'll play back some of the old shows, David. Very good. 888-463-6748. The phone number, Bulls and the uh, Lakers. Real quick before we finish up with a little National Football League NFL talk. Uh, Lakers knocked off the Bulls yesterday, 98-91. to Good game. Good game. Now, the 9.30 start, you know, about end of the third quarter, early fourth quarter, I was starting to lose it, trying to stay awake because it was actually a you know, very entertaining basketball game. you know, Trying, trying, going, going, gone. Never saw the last 10 minutes. But final score uh, was 98-91. Good ball game. I think Kobe Bryant only had like 20, 22 points. He started off, scored the first seven points. Ron Brewer did a pretty good defensive job on him. He's actually one of the guys in the league that plays pretty good D on Kobe. Obviously there's not too many of them, but uh, Bulls played a good ball game. Even in defeat, Paul Gasol did not have that great of a game, even though he's a great player, but um good ball game. Boy, watching Derek Rose. Now I didn't see the fourth quarter. But watching him early in the game, he made some unbelievable moves. Just incredible, his athleticism, quickness, strength around the basket, hang time. Some I mean he just made some some wow type a couple of them that didn't follow. one thing that's working out real well, and we'll talk a little NBA here very quickly. Any Bulls fans out there you want to check in, Lakers fans out in LA, NBA fans basketball, period. Uh phone lines open at eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Joe Kim Noah has figured out real quick that when Derek Rose goes to the basket, he draws like three guys. So even when Rose tries one of those amazing shots and it barely goes out, Doesn't quite make it. And when he misses, he doesn't miss by much, Derrick Rose, on the inside. Joakim Noah's there to clean it up. I'm sure teams are looking at this on film and adjusting to it, but when Rose goes to the basket, somebody needs to find Noah and box him up because when Rose does miss, uh, Joakim's been very, very good. He has learned that technique of just uh, finishing. Because the concentration is so much on Derrick Rose, they will slam it home or put it back for the easy two points. But it's a little bit of a quandary as a basketball aficionado that I pretend to be. Because as sensational as some of the moves that Derrick Rose does, the problem is when he starts to control the ball. And the Bulls players, you know, the ball's passed to them. They look at the basket, one or two dribbles, nothing's there, and Derrick Rose comes circling behind him. The more that they just give the ball to Derrick Rose and stand back and are wowed by their teammate Derrick Rose's moves, I think the worse the Bulls are going to do. So it's a quandary. It's just incredible some of the moves he can make. And he can get to the basket, I won't say at will, but almost at will. As good as anybody in the NBA. But the quandary is the more he tries to do that, the worse the team may be in the end. The Bulls play best when Derrick Rose gives up the ball gets everybody else involved and then within the natural flow of the offense he'll get his his moves not when they all stand around and watch him and uh you know two out of three times you're going to get those wild moments so i don't know how you handle that as a coach you have the players watch game film but uh, hey as good as he is the team still stronger than the individual but i'll tell you what as a spectator he is fun to Watch Lakers beat the Bulls 98-91. The uh, Miami Heat, by the way, coming off a two-game losing streak, received more bad news when Udonis Haslam probably, if you talk to three superstars, probably their next most important ingredient, if this team is ever going to have the success that we're going to have, is Udonis Haslam, a guy that doesn't need the ball all the time, a defender, a rebounder, and he gives him a streak of mean, too, a little bit of an enforcer out there. He appears to be out for the season, our medical people here at thetalkzone.com telling us it's a torn ligament in his left foot. Torn ligament in the left foot. Udenis Haslam out for the season for the Miami Heat. So we'll see if they could uh, they, they turn that around. All right, with college basketball real quick, we had the Maui Classic going on. The uh, Great Alaska Shootout starts today. Duke defeated Kansas State in the CBE Classic in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm not sure what the CBE standed for, but that was a pretty good basketball game. Kansas State fans turning out in force. One of the biggest games for Kansas State in many, many years. They were not able to beat. Uh, boy, Duke is just – I know a lot of people hate him because they're so good, but you have to respect the fact that um they've done it so well, so good. So consistently for so many years. And even in the years when they're not the national champions, they're top 10. They're top 15. And you know, without sounding too goody shoes, and I'm not a huge Duke fan. I appreciate the way they play. I don't root against them, but you have to appreciate the fact, you know, they, they recruit quality kids. Their players never get in trouble. As a basketball coach, when I watch them play, I guess the best compliment I could give the Duke Blue Devils is they play the way I would want teams that I coach to play. Sportsmanlike. But they play hard. They play tough. Willing to share the basketball. Never afraid to pass the ball. They're aggressive. They're tough. They're not too nice. Even though you say sportsmanlike, I don't mean they're nice. They go out there and compete. you got to watch Mike Krzyzewski and the coaches on the bench. They are competing, even if it's against one of the weakest teams. They compete. And they compete with class and style and respect for their opponent. I thoroughly enjoy the way Duke did it, and I don't know if Kansas State fans enjoyed it, but Duke uh, took it to them yesterday won the CBE Classic. I don't know if you call that a classic, but it was the CBE tournament anyways. Uh NFL football, real quick, got a couple of minutes left. Let's talk about some of the games. Now, David, you had mentioned a couple of games yesterday, uh, a couple of games coming up for tomorrow that you weren't excited about. I think they're pretty good games. We got, what, New Orleans
0: taking on Dallas? We got New uh- Day starts off with uh, the Patriots and the Lions. Woo! Oh, see, come I, on! No, I mean, that's going to no, be a bloodbath. No, nope, nope. No. I like this game. It's half Detroit, right? I believe so. I see. I think this will
2: be a good game. The Detroit Lions. Don't kid yourself. And I know Matt Stafford is out, but I think the Lions, uh, good football team. Yeah, they, they really are. They may be two and eight. I'm not saying great. I think the Detroit Lions are a respectable football team.
0: Uh, I disagree, and I think this is going to be a bloodbath. I, re- right. I really do.
2: We will talk on Monday.
0: Yes, we will. In fact,
2: if Detroit pulls off the upset, don't be surprised. In the middle of your Thanksgiving dinner, I may be giving you a call at home.
0: All right. I know All where
2: right. you live, David Olson.
0: Uh Game number 2 Forget we've about got phone the, calls, uh... I'll knock on your damn door. <laughs> game two. <laughs> uh, it's the Saints and Cowboys. woo Which, I mean, could be a decent game. Not bad. Could be a decent game. Not bad,
2: Resurgent New Orleans look like they're back on their Super Bowl track. You talk about resurgent, the Dallas Cowboys. Boy, a coach. You know, everybody says you get a bump from the coaching change.
0: Apparently, the Dallas Cowboys did. Jason, Jason Garrett should have been coaching this team three years ago. Yep. He should have got the job instead of Wade Phillips in the first place. Um, that, has a, that, that could be a decent game. And then the uh, nightcap is the uh, Jets and the Bengals. Yeah, exactly. Not exactly. sure if that one throws me.
2: Jets taking on the Bengals. All right, so you got three NFL games. One mm-hmm. of those is NFL Network, right? Yeah, that's uh, the nighttime game is NFL okay.
0: Network because they've got the they've got the normal Thursday yeah. night games on the back end of the season.
2: Seems like as the so. Thanksgiving football Thursdays move on into the future, as opposed to the past, it seems like it's becoming less college football and more NFL football in my younger days i remember it almost exclusively college football
0: yeah it's only it's only been for the past 15 years 20 years uh-huh. i mean when it became the tradition that, you know with the the lions and the cowboys but you know now you get this third game added in there cuz mm-hmm. you know the uh NFL networks you know deal with yeah. the NFL it's it's, it, head... it's a, you know what it's a bit much it's a bit much.
2: It is, but, you know, yeah, you eat dinner with the aunts, the uncles, mm-hmm. grandpa, grandma, the little kids, the whole group. What better than to sit back on a Thursday night and watch Bob Papa, Matt Millen, and Joe Theismann? That'll help your the dark meat of your turkey digest well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bob Papa. All right, got to sign off. We appreciate everybody... Uh, Listening to the show, we really, really do each and every day. We may not have the biggest listening audience. It's all about quality, not quantity. Everyone out there, we much, much appreciate your listening. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We will be back live on Monday. And don't forget, you can tune in tomorrow and Friday and catch some of our older shows. TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic. The coach signing off for the big dog. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We'll see you live Monday at 10 o'clock.